Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 commercial-free minutes for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice, this is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, President Trump did indeed return to the White House yesterday after getting some intensive and apparently effective treatment in the hospital for COVID-19. And there has been a tremendous amount of backlash against some of the things he did. One is he immediately took off his mask, gave people the two thumbs up, and told the world not to let COVID dominate their lives, which in itself is a little disingenuous since it's obviously dominating our lives. So what I was hearing from especially Democrats was he he can afford we can afford to have a double standard he there has to be a double standard one for people like him who have these kind of resources can get tested all the time can get top flight medical care but for the rest of us we need to have fewer rights and i think the next step i personally believe that the implication then is we need obamacare more than ever not only that but it really needs to morph into single payer i mean i think that's obviously at the end of the rainbow here but what have you heard about the reaction what's your what's your reaction to the reaction of what trump did when he got out of the i hospital? watched anderson cooper 360 i watched don lemon cnn tonight i watched chris cuomo whatever the title of his show is and they all said the exact same thing they were all completely outraged and really it's what you just said. The lower third on CNN's, you know, the little banner. Really, if you want to see what the CNN shows are about one given evening, just scroll through the videos later on and just read the banners at the bottom. The banner, Trump returns from hospital, immediately removes mask. Panel discussion about how outraged everybody is about him coming in and just removing the mask and the photo photo op that he did. And Chris Cuomo went on a diatribe for his entire show where he said... GD and BS probably 50 times. So it was like watching something on HBO and he's So doing that's this- actually cursing by the way. Yeah. To yeah, damn? Oh yeah, he said the actual curse words. Wow. I've never but seen I mean, anything like it damning before. Damning is cursing. Just saying BS, even saying the whole words yeah. is vulgarity, but GD that is actually a sin. The, it's the a sin because thing. it's taking the Lord's name in vain and it's cursing. He went full, was it Fredo? Is that what they call him? He went yes. full Fredo last night, and he's acting as Italian as he can, and he's going, he's talking to the camera going, you're not tougher than me. You think you're tougher oh. than the American people? And Dude, his show used to be called Getting After It. Yeah, that's his hashtag that he does, too. Isn't that, doesn't that mean some kind of, like, sexual thing, or? It can definitely be used in that context as well. Let's get after I mean, it. Also, in, like, working hard in, like, football practice type environments or gym right. environments. But I, I just think it's head. funny when he flirts with Anderson Cooper and then says, you know, we've got to get after it. Yeah, he's going to get after, after it, it with, with oh Anderson and Don. He's sandwiched in between those two, I believe. <laughs> What stood out to me was how uniform the response was. Seemed already prepared to me. All of those shows were the same. All of the late night shows, same exact talking points, almost same words. The whole idea that, well, the public can't afford the type of care that Trump gets. So they're attributing Trump getting home after three days to to remdesivir, the most expensive medicine on the planet, just about. And doesn't Fauci have an interest in it? Yeah. And he's been pushing that for a while, and I believe the National Institute 
that he heads up is one of the groups that helped develop it. This has been a uniform rollout of this message. It was prepared. They acted like they were upset that Trump was sick for a day, and then it was just everything flew off the handle as soon as he goes back home. I think that it's it's been pretty clear, it seems to me anyway, that this whole thing has been kind of scripted from the beginning, and and it came on the heels of his his behavior during the debate versus Biden, supposedly people are attributing now what looks like a 14 point lead Biden has over Trump in the polls, that it's because of his behavior in the debate. And to be honest with you, I thought, all right, so he interrupted him, but who even cares what Biden has to say? He's like a doddering fool, basically, is how we expect it. Mm -hmm. And so I actually was impressed with Trump's behavior, or at least his mastery of the subjects, which is what you want. You want a boss to be the boss. But I will also point out, so now they're saying on top of that, his behavior around the COVID thing and how he handled it could contribute further to Biden's lead. So... I think they might flip the script on the election crisis. And I want to get to what I, I think you have some stuff that supports that view. But may I point out that Biden doesn't seem so Alzheimer's anymore? I haven't he does heard seem him say a little anything Alzheimer's. I just haven't heard him say one single crazy thing since since about a month ago when the meme started to be like, oh, the GOP is saying that he's a doddering idiot and he's completely fine. Remember, like all of a sudden yeah. the left started saying, yeah. oh, he's completely fine. And then he was. I think he has had a few fluffs. I just think it hasn't gotten as much attention. But he, oh, I agree that he has possible. appeared more together and yeah. more mentally. Yeah. There. Whatever that n- narrative is, has definitely eased off a little bit. But it does seem to me that. There's a feeling around that the feeling that we were fed a line a couple of weeks ago, our expectations were Trump would take election day and the mail-in votes would make it look like Biden won. So we would have a period of unrest, martial law, no concession. And I think that script might be flipping. And some of the articles I read about militias and the Oath Keepers and all this stuff is trying to get people scared of what the right will do. Yeah. Yesterday we spoke about Trump telling people to go watch the polling. The left said that's polar intimidation. And I mentioned how I'm getting text messages from the left telling me to do the same thing when it comes to polar intimidation. What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 653-8838. And I also want to add that Neighbors 2021 seed packs, their organic seed packs, and their cool weather seed packs are all now available online at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. And that coupon code PROP will get you 10% off. So be sure and check that out. So voter intimidation has become a topic of the day, which was kind of sparked in the debate when Trump suggested people go watch the polls. People on the left are also telling people to watch the polls. Well, Georgetown has released a fact sheet regarding voter intimidation, protecting against voter intimidation. And they are presenting it as though it's going to come from the right wing and not the left wing. Although 
I'm getting the information in the Slack and this indivisible Slack groups. They're also talking about voter intimidation. Yet, on the other hand, they're also sending out text messages telling you to go voter intimidate, but in other language or just saying it a little bit differently. This fact sheet has some examples of voter intimidation that I can quickly go through for you real quick. Violent behavior inside or outside the poll, obviously. Confronting voters while wearing military style or official looking <laughs> uniforms. So what if you wear camo <laughs> That's- pants? That's really funny because what I was looking at from the Oath Keepers and the other militia things showed just the legs of people wearing camouflage. And I thought Oath Keepers are like firefighters, policemen. Why are all these people white men, which wasn't even a white man who introduced me to that, the organization that made me aware of it. And they were all wearing khakis in the woods. They were yeah. in the woods, Hanging too. The like, woods. I, are they really in the woods? Is that really where they meet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> this one is going to get a little dicey as well. Brandishing firearms or intimidating display of firearms. So if you just have your firearm, you have concealed carry, could fall into this category. Open carry. Yeah, is open the real carry. problem. Verbal threats of violence. Spreading false information about voter fraud, voter requirements, or related criminal penalties. So what's going to be declared false information? And it really, since they're telling the public and voters to be mindful of this, they can interpret these things any way that they want, which is going to cause conflict on Election Day. And the DOD is already preparing for that. Aggressively approaching approaching voters' vehicles or writing down voters' license plate numbers. Yet we have people protesting in the streets that are attacking cars and swarming on them, but there's no fact sheet about that. Uh, yeah, that's interesting because when we were watching the debate with the mate, mate, Liberty Great again, guys, last time, Trump was they. He, Chris Wallace said, "Do you denounce white supremacists and militias?" And one of the guys, the Make Liberty Great again guy, said, "Well, those are not the people who are burning down the cities. Not you know. So so now maybe they will be. You're like those guys will be. Oh, the yeah, the like I militia think, guys. I think." That that comment was so self-evident yeah. that it was kind of pregnant for a reversal. Yeah. Harassing yeah. voters, aggressively questioning them about their qualifications to vote. Aggressive is a term that can be defined in many different ways. Questioning people about their qualifications to vote? I mean, yeah. that would just be weird. Isn't that what a polling person who works there is supposed to do, though? So what's the mm-hmm. fine line? I don't know. They're supposed to ask your name. That's, that's true. My Maybe experience. that's too far, though. Even asking the name yeah. could but, be too far. But plus, this always kind of drives me crazy is that when when the regular laws cover what's wrong with you can talk to somebody, but you can't hit them or stand in their way. I mean, these are just there's like hate laws, voter intimidation, like all of these things are just covered by the fact that people cannot obstruct you physically and uh, I think they're not allowed to, def- you know, coerce your actions with fraud. Right. That kind of thing. But it's, you know, it's these are just standards of behavior across the board. And then another one that's going to be dicey is following voters to, from, or within the polling place. So how do you know somebody's following you versus whether or not they're waiting in line? And then the thing goes on to tell you what you should do if you experience voter intimidation is if you fear a mi- in- imminent violence called 911. Bet there's going to be a lot of 911 calls on voter day, if I had to guess. Isn't there some new law about 911 calling? Like, if you do it for racial reasons? Oh, I don't know. I, yeah, I know that it was so down they, nationwide the other day. Remember that yeah, story? Yeah, so they, 
they there's one thing i don't know if it's if it's a federal law or if it's a local law but there's definitely some laws coming down that were reported on that said if you call 911 on somebody because of their race then you get you yourself are committing a crime so say you have competing voter intimidation uh, scenarios you're allowed to call 911 on the camo guys right but you're not allowed to call what on the blm guys that's, yeah that, that that's probably exactly the way that this is going to go down and this is priming people to do this this is priming people to see maybe voter intimidation where otherwise wouldn't be there to be overly sensitive and is priming people to maybe get up and go do some in voter t- voter intimidation just by making this the subject of a national debate now or not i mean maybe i always think those guys are agents provocateur because those are weird things to do and the people who are planting the idea that both the left and the right should have identity politics both the left and the right should step outside of the actual laws and system that we have that i have always disliked it but process wise it did work people weren't killing each other over the process like they do in other countries but the i noticed that the irs is pursuing wayne lapierre the nra guy for personal tax fraud and i thought immediately that what that does is it chills activists it chills activists because if you think that you personally are gonna i've always thought that like we way overpay taxes in my opinion but um anyway so i think and and i just think you know, I'm fine with it because I don't ever want any trouble like that because of the things I say. And I feel like they put this stuff out there so you know that you're going to have trouble. I think it's intimidating for anyone who isn't a provocateur. It's also intimidating in that I don't know anybody who would wear a MAGA hat unless they're trying to provoke people in a voting line. Although that shouldn't be the case. You should be able to wear what you want. There are laws about campaigning around that, but you should be able to wear your party on the day of the vote, wouldn't you think? I would think so. I would think that there could be a situation. This could be something that happens, actually. There could be somebody wearing a BLM shirt and somebody wearing a MAGA hat, and the conflict arises from that, the competing apparel. Or even that that is a setup. And then a Malay breaks out. I mean, that is how you do it. That's this is classic how to spark a riot. Are you ready to try CBD products and see why so many people swear by everything from CBD oil to body lotion to muscle rub? TrueHempscience.com is at the ready with the highest quality products they developed over decades in the business and a lifelong pursuit of nutrition, health and spiritual well-being. They are eager to introduce you to the CBD experience and so confident in their products, they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee and a special offer for Propaganda Report listeners. To learn more about their company, their passion, and their products, go to truehempscience.com slash prop report. All right. (laughs) No, but the, uh, the... Let's talk a little more about the election. Okay. I I really I feel like I'm worried about them. I you know, I re- we've been told repeatedly that this election is going to create a massive crisis. We were told 2 years ago martial law would surround it. They would be used for a tripwire. There's it just I, a lot of times they gear you up for the wrong thing. You know, so instead maybe we'll have a cyber attack. 
will have a, a physical attack from another country. I really don't know. But I also think that there's something to the this the fact that Trump kind of feels like he is uh, not fit and Biden has always had that not fit feel. So the VP debates are tomorrow. I feel like, of course, everybody knows how important this is going to be. I have said for a while now that everybody, that neither Trump nor Biden will be president four years from now. Somebody else will be the president four years from now. And I still believe that. I also think that there may be some scandal now focusing on those guys. Perhaps Pence said that he voted, uh, that he tested negative for COVID and so did his wife. Now, there's also all this noise that Trump said, took a, had a positive test, but kept it under wraps until he could get another test, told people not to tell, that there's been a lack of transparency, that his doctor himself admitted to kind of downplaying it all because he didn't want to panic people. It's possible that that Pence then gets accused, you know, he maybe comes out positive the next day. I don't know, but I feel like maybe the attention will turn to these guys and it will really get crazy. But, you know, maybe it, maybe it'll be a nothing burger because that's, that's how they kind of blind you with footwork and get something else done that doesn't even make the news, perhaps. Yeah, and they'll also are going to talk about this debate in the context similar to this, where this could very well be the person, the people who might actually be president, Kamala as president, perhaps Pence as president. It really gives the media an opportunity to promote that those themes that these are the actual candidates in the minds of the public. And to your point about about Pence potentially voting or not voting, I said <laughs> testing positive. They're pushing the theme that Trump, they're that Trump was possibly at his height of contagion during the debate. They're, they're, they're kind of trying to imply that perhaps he knowingly exposed Biden to the virus. And I mean, they would, this would have to come to fruition within a week or so if that were the case. But they could use that as a reason to take out Biden and to blame it on Trump. And they're also talking about how they should maybe start thinking about prosecuting people. People should be held accountable who knowingly expose people kind of like with AIDS. And I expect probably some legislation to be presented about that. Yeah, it's possible. And uh, speaking of that, I noticed a couple of things of interest, not totally related to the election, but kind of everything plays in. I had seen a, a Carrie Mullis video going around where... Who's that? Carrie Mullis is the guy who won the Nobel Peace Prize for the for inventing the PCR test. And he basically oh, yeah. was for archaeologists and stuff. He said during the HIV AIDS thing that it should not be used to detect a virus or a virus load in a living person, an infectious disease, none of that. He wanted to have a a confrontation, a hostile confrontation with Fauci in on the news. I mean, he was calling for that. He, unbelievably to me, I did not realize it. He just died a couple at years the age ago, of, I think, right? 70. August. Oh, it was in August. One year ago. One okay. year ago. August. Did you know it was only a year ago? No, I thought it was a couple of years ago. I saw the me video too. a few weeks ago. Me too. Yeah. So he came, he got... He he died in August and David Crow died 
in June. Now, supposedly Mullis died of pneumonia. I was just in the process of figuring out exactly what he did die of uh, uh, before we went to record. But they there at the same time. So a few things about that. He did say that HIV AIDS thing, that is a connection that is dubious at best. They hepatitis C, they just gave out the Nobel Prize yesterday for the, the three scientists who uh, identified the, that hepatitis C was a virus and they identified the virus. Now, that is the one hepatitis virus that is really questionable, whether it's a virus that it could be liver damage from lifestyle. That's what hep C is kind of all about, they say. But that folds right into the stuff that Carrie Mullis used to say. And it also folds into supporting the whole viral cause of, of diseases, including that that supposedly does cause liver cancer. So Mullis, the thing I was trying to send out was Mullis like laughing at the concept of connecting viruses with cancer. And then, but what I found interesting on another note was when I tried to send that out, share that and share a few other things yesterday, I was a little cautious. I thought, I wonder if they'll take me down for sharing certain things like this. And every one of those things that I had thoughts about, they didn't, they don't, they're not taking me down, but every one of those sites was flagged by Twitter and telling people not to move on. And those sites were zero hedge, which is, I I guess, flagged from Twitter, but I consider Zero Hedge something that you can definitely manage. Maybe they have stuff that's wrong there, but you can look into it. Global research used to be good, and now it's, I would say, mostly junk. But the article is Patrick Henningsen, so it was... I. He's 21st Century Wire out of England. And I think he's good. And then the other one was Off Guardian, which is mainstream media guys got together and made a site that they felt was more, had more integrity than the mainstream media. I think Off Guardian has real integrity, but all three of those sites were pushed down yesterday on me. And and part of it was keeping Carrie Mullis's uh, really compelling words out of the public forum. We would like to welcome our new mini ad patron, Molly. She's also a patron saint and a big fan of the show, and she has a very important message she'd like to get out there. Molly wants people to know that there's a toxic heavy metal called gadolinium in the contrast injection you get when you get an MRI, and some people have a devastating reaction to it. You can find out more about that by looking into the experience of Chuck Norris and his wife, Gina, who, like Molly, are trying to raise awareness to this issue. Gadolinium is a rare earth mineral that's not found isolated in nature, yet because of MRIs, it's now in our environment and can accumulate in our bodies. The long-term effects of using this heavy metal in the millions of MRIs that are done every year are not yet known. Molly just wants people to know the risks involved in getting this injection and to learn more about the possible impact this practice may have on us all. Knowledge is power. So learn more about gadolinium in MRIs at Molly's website, www.mridye.com. That's mridye.com. So shout out to Molly, our patron saint, and also shout out to Mike who wanted to tell us about uh, the Crimson Moon in Dahlonega, Georgia. It's a music venue and restaurant. It is the oldest building in Dahlonega. It was built in 1858. And that 
Salonica is the first, uh, the site of the first major gold rush in 1828. I did not know that, but big shout out to the Crimson Moon. If people like it, share share your recommendation to us. Half of our listeners are from Georgia, so that's a good one. Yeah, Thanks, we used to go Mike. mining for gold. It was a field trip that you took in school in Georgia as you go up to the No way. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. That's super cool. I think all the oh, gold that's is a gone fun little break. Got there. Oh, come on. Not even a little? You didn't even find a little? Well, you know. <laughs> Enough to excite a kid, but not to buy anything with. So I do also want to just point out about the Supreme Court thing. Can I say that? So everybody thought it was going to be a slam dunk with this Bar- Barrett chick. And I thought, man, she is your poster child against abortion. I mean, that she would be a very polarizing choice. But my friend Clint, who some listeners know, said, oh, it's a shoe in Obviously, they have the votes. It's just going to it's an open and shut case. Well, apparently, Senate, the Senate needs to vote in person. And it's the GOP that seems to be coming down with COVID. Interesting timing. Interesting timing. So now you have the whole, I mean, the Supreme Court, and I didn't realize it, but the Supreme Court session just opened yesterday. Yeah. So this, there, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the timing of her death just is. Just like the timing I'm of Trump getting COVID. It. It's all very, very, very suspicious. Yes. And we were witnessing a few months back, Chris Cuomo, others on the left spending their time at home isolating because they had gotten positive tests. Now, yesterday I'm seeing Kaylee, she's at home isolating because she tested positive. Now it's people on the right that the focus is shifting to as having tested positive and taking measures or not taking measures, depending on, you know, Trump takes the mask off, everybody loses their mind. I just find it interesting. Also found it interesting that Chris Cuomo, in the middle of his rant yesterday, he threw out, in the middle of it and did not go any deeper on it, he threw out, well, the problems with the, the threshold testing, other countries, they do lower threshold testing. We do the higher threshold testing. And then he didn't elaborate on it at all. So he did allude to the problem with the te- the PCR test that the guy who founded it talks about in that video. But he doesn't go any deeper and he doesn't attribute any – he doesn't connect the dots on any of it. He just kind of throws it in the middle of his rant. Maybe the tests are changing. Maybe that's what's coming down. Someone just tweeted at me. The tests are lucrative, just like the vaccines, that this is part of the scam. So maybe there's that. They always talk about bumping up the tests. I read an article in the journal today that talked about how the cargo airline industry is gearing up to distribute worldwide. Think about this number for a second. 20 billion vaccinations wow how many people it's only what eight billion in the world not even so who's going to get the other two i guess everybody gets two is that the way it's going to work more than two on the the vaccine front the the white house they halted a new covid vaccine standard that the fda was trying to push through because it would have slowed down the ability to get the Trump vaccine ready before the election or by the end of the year. And that was more outrage from the left yesterday. Why would you slow it down? It could be dangerous. Right. All this behind the scenes stuff, politics can't be trusted, which, of course, politics can't be trusted. 
Yes, I noticed something like that yesterday too. And we've talked about this for a while. We've actually we've seen this emerging over the past couple of years, this revelation of the the methods of politics. Yesterday and the day before over the weekend, it was all about Trump released a photo where it looked like he it was like it was a it was a tweet with a photo and it was like never stopped working. I think his daughter tweeted that out. And the photo he had two photos and he had two different jackets on. It was him at, at Walter Reed Hospital looking like he was signing something while he, he somebody took his photo. And the left was like, it's a staged photo. It's a photo op. Of course it's a staged photo. They're all <laughs> staged photos. Every single one of them. Oh, There's no candid photo. Somebody sneaks in. And then yesterday when he does the – they made a commercial ad also. When he came in, he ripped the mask off and he's talking from the balcony. They were shooting an ad for the campaign. And so they did multiple takes of it. And so people on Twitter and people in the media are going, he, he did he he did his he did a second take of coming in and taking his mask off. How oh, evil funny. This is how it always works. Is there any of that on the left coming out at this point? Or are they gonna wait? I haven't in the past couple of weeks seen anything like that on the left, but I have in the in the past. It's just they appear to be surfacing all these methods that they do use to kind of create the reality show that we witness and almost normalizing it making people oh yeah that's just how that is how it works i think just on a side note that an expectation i had a long time ago i still think is happening nobody's talking about it but i still think this is a big thing is that the Senate and Congress will both be Democrat and they will have Trump in there and they will pass the most insane laws and he will sign every single one of them, including whatever he'll trade his his haha infrastructure deal for the Green New Deal, just like he traded the USMCA for the TPP, which were equivalent. And I just I feel like that is coming and we're not paying attention to it. That a contingent election could lead to that outcome. Contingent on what? What does that mean? That's what we talked about last week, where if nobody is elected, it goes to a contingent election, and the House decides who becomes president, and the Senate decides who becomes vice president. Right. And the House, even if it's a majority Democrat, the Republicans can win because oh they're required gosh. to vote in blocks, state blocks. And right. currently, and it's the incoming House that would determine it, but currently, even though the Democrats have the right. majority, the Republicans would have a 26 to 22 wow. win, and therefore the Republicans would get to choose the president, yet it would still be a majority Democrat. And then the Senate, which Nancy Pelosi was talking about focusing on winning the senate yes in this context yes what if they pick kamala that was a a proposition that i i considered what if the senate ago. picks kamala yeah the senate picks the vice president the oh the house senate picks the president. president yeah yeah yeah. oh wow so if crazy. they win the senate back and the, the republicans have the house yeah. oh my gosh that would be crazy i know that would be absolutely it would be just crazy, crazy enough to actually happen at this point so there's something I want to get into in the Patreon 15. It's about this this back and forth about the CDC and particles can carry it. And I'm going to connect the dot between the dots between that and the fact that we are entering a that it's really become a religion. It was something I heard on a Podcast Pete Quinonez did with Vin Armani, and then it absolutely tied into something I had been saying for for 
years about the 21st century dialectic that it's a little complicated. So I think it belongs in the patron 15. All right. And I have another quick review of episode two of the Comey rule, which is even more shockingly propagandistic than the first one, which I'll tell you about in Patreon 15. You guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon and at PropReport.com. It's Share the Show Tuesday. Share the Show Tuesday. Is that what you're going to say? Fantastic. Yes. So share the show. Help us spread the word around. And if you guys want to get some more of that content, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We will talk to you in the Patreon 15 or tomorrow. Have a fantastic rest of your day.